0: Hello, and I hope you're doing well. I'm Jill Geisler of the Pointer Institute. There's a lot of talk in the United States these days about the subject of management style, and it all bubbled up because of the firing of the editor of the New York Times and questions about that person's management style. Now, what do we mean by management style. I decided to write about it in a column for pointer.org so let me share some of those thoughts with you. You know I start by telling people that there really are no perfect bosses and because we all have our own strengths and challenges and You always have to remember that on any given day, even a great boss is going to disappoint someone or let someone down. You know, you're hiring or promoting somebody and rejecting somebody else, or you're turning down somebody's proposal for an idea, or you're telling someone that they have to be a higher performer than they are or you tell them they have to learn new things they don't want to learn. And then in tough times, oh, you're changing job assignments or freezing salaries or even laying people off. You can be pretty unpopular. And if that unpopularity is coupled with a management style that people already dislike, well, that's a recipe for a pretty tough situation. But if you've got a good management style. It helps you get through all of those tough things that managers have to face every day, those disappointments. Interestingly, most managers don't get training. They were good at doing something and then their bosses said, hey, why don't you like lead that area of work? Well, you're not just leading work. You are shaping the careers, the daily lives of people. And that you didn't get training in. And those people don't make it easy for you, do they? I mean, you know, they've got their own strengths and weaknesses and their personality quirks. And they're demanding of you and your time and your energy. And it would be so easy if you as a manager could just say, You know, um, I want people who are just like me to work here because I'm comfortable with them. You know what? That leads to discrimination and bad decision-making. Or maybe you'd like to just focus on results and not people. But then you'll lose good people who expect more than that from you. And you might think, well, I should just be able to criticize whenever and however I damn well please because I'm in charge and I'm supposed to maintain quality. But if you don't think about how you do it, once again, you'll become a corrections officer instead of a coach. And you're going to lose respect and trust. And when times get tough, people won't have your back. You know, in the good old days, or maybe the bad old days, of course, managers could be tyrants. It just so happened that they thought that, you know, top-down style was everything, and you had to conform to me. Well, today, businesses and business schools take a different approach to seeking out and promoting people for leadership. They're looking for people who know Not just the product, but how to get the best out of people, how to motivate them, train them, keep them engaged, and yes, even inspired. So what's important to me is for you to understand that your management style isn't just something that you're born with. It's something that you work on and you have more than one style. We all have a default style, the thing that we tend to do most. Some of us are more democratic. We want to give everybody together for a team decision. And some of us are a little bit more top-down. We think that our, our responsibility is to make the decisions for others. That may be your default style, but you have to know other styles because different styles work for different occasions. That commanding top-down style is great for crisis, for high-risk Because at that point, you should be the person who's put yourself out there to make the decision. Especially if you keep a calm head about it, your staff will appreciate it and respect you. But if you are commanding and top-down all the time, you're going to be seen as autocratic and dictatorial. You may have a pace-setting style, which gets people to ramp things up, move faster, work harder, keep going, push. Well, that may work for a team that is, in fact, underperforming and sluggish, and you have to pick up the pace. But if you do that all the time, you will exhaust people and they will think that you are relentlessly dissatisfied. You may have that democratic style in which you bring people together and say, I'd like to hear your voices before I make a decision, or I'd like to turn it over to you to make a decision. And that can work very well when the people you're working with are in fact experts and very smart. Or when it's a a situation that involves empathy, where you want them to know that you are listening to them, and especially if they're going through tough times and you're feeling their pain. But if you're always waiting for a group decision, you could drive dysfunction. We call that paralysis by analysis. You have to be aware of when to use the democratic style and when not. And then there's the visionary style, and that's giving people a sense of the future and a goal and inspiring them. And that can be really important in times of change when people are wondering where they're headed. But you can't use that one all the time because you can look like you're out of touch with reality. You need to know all of those styles. Know when to plug each one in. For whom, in what situation. You can get good ideas about those styles and others from a book called Primal Leadership, written by Daniel Goleman. And really, what Primal Leadership and Leadership Style is all about is social awareness, being able to read people, read situations, read the room, and respond with just the right touch. And as I say in the column on Pointer.org, that's hard work. That's why people undergo leadership training, and smart organizations start training people even before they put them out there to help others do their best work. It's like I say, you've got to manage yourself before you can lead others. And that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and maybe you'll even try the book, Work Happy, What Great Bosses Know, which helps you help others succeed. I'm Jill Geisler for the Pointer Institute.